Come on in, friends. Come on in. Come on in this room and tell me what's new and good with you as we kick off this week. My name is Krishanda Torres, your friendly health and wealth coach and your guide on the side. And this is Couch Convos with Chris. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I help African-American women over 40 get rid of sugar and debt because as my favorite poet, Lizel Graham said, every woman who heals herself heals her children's children. Yes, it may have ran into the family, but this is a part where we get to say, as wives, mothers, sisters, daughters, and friends, it ran in the family until it ran into me. We're breaking generational curses around here. March is National Nutrition Month. But before we get into today's titillating topic for today, we must dispense with the uh, medical disclaimer, of course. So the statements you hear on this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Any products you hear mentioned on this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Krishanda Torres is not a physician, and the relationship between Krishanda and her client is not a prescriber and patient, but as health coach and client. It is fully the client's choice whether or not to take advantage of the information Krishanda presents. OTNE Inc. and Krishanda Torres cannot guarantee any specific outcome and your individual results may vary. Before beginning or adding any name supplement you hear mentioned on this podcast, before adding any modality you hear mentioned on this podcast to your health routine or regime, please consult with a functional medicine or naturopathic doctor. And now that we've gotten the formalities out of the way, friends, let's get into this, shall we? We're doing, still doing the Dietary Theory Alphabet, and we're still this month, March isn't over, still got 11 more days left in the month, we're deep diving the top 25 diets. So let's keep it going today as we talk about one of my other faves, remember Mediterranean was one of my faves, Paleo is one of my faves, I have so many faves, Pescatarian is uh, also one of my faves, so we're up to the letter P, Pescatarian on today. So what does a Pescatarian eat? a person who is a pescatarian. Okay, well, they're not to be confused with a presbyterian, which is a denomination under the Christian faith. I used to have a supervisor who used to tell me, so you're a presbyterian? I'm like, no, sir, I'm a pescatarian. So what that means is a person who practices a pescatarian diet eats fish and shellfish, but no red meat, no poultry, no other land animals. And in addition to seafood, Usually a pescatarian diet includes things like vegetables, fruits, nuts, grains, and beans. Now, some people who are pescatarian do still include eggs. When I was a pescatarian, I did not include eggs and I was pescatarian for about five years. We've just recently come back as a family to adding the additional um, meats back in the diet. But I'll just be really transparent and say, while I like paleo and I think we're gonna follow paleo, I'm gonna continue to leave the beef and the pork out and just do turkey and chicken and lamb and those type of lean meats. I really didn't miss uh, beef, chicken, or pork when I took them completely out and only ate pescatarian. And I think my labs were actually better despite what people would have said. But I'll have to go back and look and come back to you with that. Now, back to the pescatarian lifestyle. Many people choose this dietary approach for better health. Others actually have moral 
religious or cultural ties to it. Okay, Fish is a great source of omega-3 fatty acids, which boosts a plethora of our health benefits, as you know. Health studies have actually shown that when we eat omega-3 fatty acids, the ones that are found in fish oil, it actually reduces the risk of heart disease, which is the number one killer of both men and women. Um, it helps us improve our memory and motor skills, lowers our blood pressure, ding, 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 improves our circulation, reduces blood clotting, boosts our immunity, improves arthritis, helps us lower our cholesterol and reduce inflammation. And one of the fish that is often emphasized, I definitely ate it heavily when I was on a pescatarian lifestyle, was salmon because it boosts a higher number of omega-3 fatty acids. And unlike red meat and dark poultry, most fish is actually low in saturated fat. My cholesterol was beautiful. I mean, my blood pressure is still perfect now, but my cholesterol was beautiful when I was on a pescatarian diet. Uh, white fish, including sole, cod, haddock and flour, flounder, excuse me. Those are also very low in calories and flat and fat. So if you don't want to just eat salmon like I did, because I love the salmon, the shrimp and the crab, that was my pescatarian uh, diet along with the vegetables and the fruits, etc. But if you don't like salmon that much, you can explore sole, you can explore cod, haddock and flounder because they also help with the, um, with being on the pescatarian lifestyle and is very low in calories and fat, taking that reduced calorie approach. So as always, when we talk dietary theory, we talk about the specific diet, then we talk about foods to include, foods to avoid, pros and cons, and usually I'll give you some resources. And if I have a book that ties into that, I'll recommend that as well. As always, with anything we discuss here, uh, practice the four now I'm up to five R's. You know, you can receive what I'm telling you here on this podcast and sharing with you. Um, you can reason with it, you know, go back and forth in your mind. You can completely reject it. Krishan is crazy. Ain't nobody finna do no pescatarian diet. Totally up to you. But I always, always encourage you to research what I share with you. And then I always provide the fifth R, which is the receipts, the resources to back up what I'm sharing with you. So the foods to include in a pescatarian diet, vegetables, fruits, fish, eggs, if you choose, whole grains, beans, dairy, if you choose. I'm not a big fan of dairy, especially since my client base that I serve, 75% of African Americans are lactose intolerant anyway. So if you choose nuts and seeds, as always. Foods to avoid, of course, if you're practicing a pescatarian lifestyle, then you want to avoid red meat, poultry, and if you choose, eggs. The benefits and pros of a pescatarian dietary lifestyle, like I said, it may reduce the risk of heart disease, which is the number one killer of men and women. My labs were beautiful on the pescatarian lifestyle. I haven't taken my current ones to see what they are now and compare and contrast. Uh, that's set up for June, so I'll come back to you in June and we'll talk about what my next plan is if it's not as beautiful as it was before. Uh, eating a pescatarian lifestyle may help you lose weight. I was able to, again, I was uh pescatarian lifestyle for five years i kept my pre-baby weight having two children of 165 170 for quite some time i've taken some collagen since then and bulked up on my muscle but i want to get back to my perfect ideal weight for me i'm five foot seven just so you know so my perfect weight is 175 that's my ideal body weight because i was always scrawny growing up and i could never gain weight and so finally when i got thicker than a snicker because i'm a southern girl <laughs> i wanted to keep it that way so um it also supports brain function so those are the benefits, the pros of practicing a pescatarian lifestyle, and I can attest to that. Now, 
some of the cons are some individuals do well on high quality saturated fats. So you may have a blood type, even though you want to do the pescatarian diet and the approach, that doesn't really support that. So it's very important for you to, again, work with your medical board of directors. That's your functional medicine, naturopathic doctor, dietitian, nutritionist, and your health coach to decide what's best for you. We are huge practitioners. We being me, I'm a huge practitioner of bio-individuality, which means what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. That is one of the core concepts I learned in my health coach training program at the Institute for Integrated Nutrition. Shout out to IIN, the number one nutrition school in these United States, where I did study over a hundred dietary theories, but we don't have time to go through all the ones that I studied and all the notes that I took. So that's why for this month, because it is National Nutrition Month, we're only focusing on the top 25, give or take a few. Now, one of the obvious cons of the pescatarian diet is if you don't like fish, this probably isn't the dietary approach for you. And again, it may be too low in calories for some. So that's why you want to, under the supervision and collaboration of your medical board of directors, you want to make the decision on what your goals are, find the dietary approach that will assist you in achieving your goals, and then work towards those. So as always, friends, I love to give you the receipts. So um, the receipts for the Pescatarian Life, you can go to pescatarianlife, all one word, .com, find out more about the Pescatarian Lifestyle. If you want to know more about how eating fish helps your heart, as always, you can go to mayoclinic.com. I don't really have a book dedicated just to the Pescatarian Lifestyle. I know, interestingly enough, I did five, I did five years on this dietary approach, but I don't have a book. But what I will tell you is I will encourage you instead to check out the documentary, What the Hell? and uh, listen to what they have to say. It's on Netflix. I believe it's still on Netflix. If not, you can you know, find it on YouTube. The documentary is called What the Health? That was the documentary that actually made me go instantly vegetarian. And then I adjusted our dietary approach to pescatarian because I didn't want to just do no meat at all. Um, and we enjoyed it. We ate salmon, we ate shrimp, we ate crab, no problems. Four or five years as a family, me and my husband and my two children, and then last year, May, we decided to bring lamb back in uh, and went to the Brazilian steakhouse and had lamb. Delicious. I love lamb. It's a lean meat. And then we just brought chicken back. And occasionally we may have a cheeseburger here or there because, again, it's not about uh, restriction. It's about crowding out those cravings. But again, as the summer, as I do with my family, we get together, we have a family meeting about what we're liking, what we don't like, how we feel, and then we make adjustments. And Daddy and I have had a conversation since then that we need to make some adjustments uh, for our dietary health. Every year we assess what our goals are for our dietary health, because let's be clear, everybody's concerned with leaving a legacy to their family. What about leaving a health legacy? What about instead of leaving your children early due to heart disease, high blood pressure, and the other preventable chronic conditions, we, mod we, mod we model, excuse me, a health legacy and that's what we leave them because we don't leave them before our time. We are able to grow into a ripe old age as uh, in the blue zones around this world and enjoy our children as they grow up, get married, and go on and have their own lives because we are, you know, practicing optimal health and doing the things we need to ensure a long life. So we are currently uh, looking at paleo, like I said in the other podcast, 
uh, may even have to move back to pescatarian. It just depends. Again, we do what's best for our family, and I encourage you to do the same thing by researching the information that you hear. Even as a health coach, I still have a coach that I go to about the different things that I want to try for myself. And then, of course, with my family, because I'm the one who cooks, and now <laughs> my kids actually cook a little bit as well. But I digress. The point of mentioning that, of all of that, is I hope you picked it up. I hope you caught what I was putting down. We have a family meeting to discuss our lifestyle and the dietary approach we want to embrace. It is about to get warm. Spring is about to sprung tomorrow. And then people are gonna be outside. <laughs> it reminded me of that song, they're scared to come outside, but I digress. People are going to be outside. And so do you want to be in the kitchen cooking seven course meals every day? No, you want to eat with the seasons. And so a part of eating with the seasons is deciding what fruits and vegetables you want to explore with and what uh, meats that are lighter and leaner to adjust to your lifestyle. You don't have to eat the same way all year long, right? When we're in the house in the winter months, you might want to eat a little bit more heavier stews, a little more heavier meats because we're in and it's the cold months and you might want to get that extra layer of fat on your body. But then when spring springs, <laughs> then we want to do what we need to do to lose that visceral fat and be able to get outside and enjoy our lives. So friends, I hope this podcast has added value to you as we've talked about the pescatarian lifestyle, as we've talked about the pros and cons, that we've talked about having a healthy uh, family meeting about your dietary needs and making those decisions, making informed decisions for that. If it has, I invite you to join me again. I also invite you to do one of the following. I invite you to visit my website at krishanbatoresalloneword.com. I invite you to join, once you go to the website, if you feel the need, again, spring is springing tomorrow, if you feel the need for some a focus group or some additional support as we're getting ready to kick off our Eating with the Seasons focus group, go ahead to my website, click the tab at the top that says group, and choose the group to join. And check out our exciting events at Torres, all one word, dot I-I-N, healthcoaching.com. As a matter of fact, tonight we have a masterclass on the power of plants. We're going to be discussing how to create a medicine cabinet in your actual garden. So if you'd like to join us, join us on the Clubhouse platform. For those who don't know, Clubhouse is kind of like Zoom, except for it's an audio-only app, so you don't have to make sure that your hair is done. There's no camera. It's just your voice. It's an interactive space for us to train, to learn, to grow. So if you want to join us, make sure you download that app. It is available, Clubhouse, on iOS and Android. And you can look for the room titled Health and Wellness, The Power of Plants. I'll also drop in the link my um, TED Talk from, uh, I can't remember her name. It was an awesome TED Talk about the benefits of plants, which we'll be further exploring tonight. So I'll drop that so you can have a little bit of something to look at pertaining to the power of plants. So I hope you'll join us tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'd probably be helpful if I tell you the time, right? 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Otherwise, friends, it's your guide on the side saying to you, signing off and saluting you until next time. Cheers to your health and wealth. Mm -hmm.